Okay, so once again, uh, thank you to anybody watching this, what is basically another session in the Our New Normal series, where I'm hoping to uh, showcase the experiences of people around the world during the, uh, well, the global COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, maybe you'll, you'll get some sort of common connections out of watching these things, or maybe you'll learn a few things as well. Um, I've personally been having a lot of fun doing them, and I've learned plenty and been able to talk to people that, you know, some sometimes old friends, sometimes people that I've never actually had a conversation with. Uh, this would be the latter in this case, as far as I know. We've, we've talked online several times, but I think this is our first face-to-face. -face. Um, so on that note, could you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Sarah Rice. I am a vegan baker and cook. And um, we actually have, we've done a video thing once before um, with uh, one of the Tofu Talks um, about oh, my yeah. article um, that I contributed um, on mental health. So we've Based on your reaction, I was like, oh no, we have met. <laughs> it happened. It was, it was brief and years ago, so I don't blame you at all for it not being right there yeah. on your mind. I get it. <laughs> I totally remember the article, though. I actually, because our Facebook chat history, I think, like, one of the last things we talked about was, like, the artwork and stuff. And I was just like, oh, yeah. And I was like, I remember that, that artwork and everything. But did we do that live? I, I think we did it live. Yeah. yeah, those were, some of those were definitely a blur. I don't even know what, <laughs> I definitely remember doing one at, like, 3 a.m. in Kuala Lumpur, in like a hostel and it was just yes that's it <laughs> okay it was, I think that was it, yeah. like from my end i felt like i was just trying to hold together like a disaster because like i mean not that the conversation went bad but just like i was there and there was just like noise around me and it was, like, three was in the yeah you and, were like in a lobby of the oh. hostel it was it was interesting i can't remember why i think i just didn't remember that like that's where I would be when we scheduled it or something or maybe I got the times wrong and yeah but I that's like one of my stories now when I like look back at all the live streams I was doing I was like yeah 3 a.m at a hostel in Kuala Lumpur was like one of the more like stressful ones um so I'm enjoying these pre-recorded things a lot more <laughs> and the live streams we have been doing have just been like all right let's go just put it out there see what happens um yeah because, yeah, and, like, I had a few where, like, I went to try and start it, and it didn't even work. Like, Google Hangouts got banned or something in Vietnam, so I went to do, I think it was the Fat Positivity one. I went to do that one, like, late one night, and YouTube was like, nope, can't, can't do a live stream. I was like, oh, cool. I've been promoting this for a week or two. I know. I was excited about that one. Yeah, and then I was like, great, now I've got to figure out another way to do this and reschedule somehow. So, yeah, they've, um, okay, well, now that I'm already uh, embarrassed. <laughs> no, don't be, really. No, absolutely no hard feelings about it. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely know that we've talked a bunch because you've, you've been a pretty big supporter of the magazine and I think it's been, it's been awesome. So, I'm happy to be connecting with you not at three in the morning when I <laughs> feel like I'm a total disaster. Um, but speaking of where I was the first time we talked and now 
Where are you right now? So I'm in Honamu, Hawaii on the big island. Um, and live in a little village of less than 500 people. And it's pretty quiet and remote. I'm here in a rainforest, as you can mm -hmm. see, and probably hear a little bit the stream behind me and some of the birds. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm on the island of Hawaii. And we, when we last spoke, I was living in California. So I've only been here for less than a year. Yeah, I was going to say, I know I saw like some of the, you know, the status updates when, when the algorithms allowed it, I knew <laughs> that like you were, you were moving to Hawaii and everything. So, so, I mean, you've been settled there for a bit. So this wasn't like, you know, last month you arrived, like you've got a feel for the place and everything. So what changed over the last while? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> well, I actually started a, a new position um, at a restaurant, um, cooking and providing a lot of their wholesale baked goods. Um, and that was November, December. And so I was kind of getting in the swing of things there. Then of course we went away for holidays in January. So things were getting back to normal then. I got very sick, um, terrible, terrible flu mm -hmm. uh, for a few days. I couldn't breathe and I thought my partner might need to take me to the hospital um, but I recovered obviously and um, we brought in three actually four foster children and so that kind of threw everything into upheaval um, mm -hmm. as well as having one biological child as well so we had four and then went down to three and they actually just left this last week so in a lot of ways I feel like I'm just starting to experience what other people have with the whole quarantine and being staying in and everything. Yeah, yeah. Because it was things. There was so much chaos that we we really it wasn't. <laughs> they kind of kept us from living a, a you know our typical life anyway. We weren't getting out much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm the last week has been um, a lot more of kind of realizing this is this is weird. Um, what, and adjusting um, to our life, just the three of us again. So what, like, what sort of measures are in place? Like, I mean, I'm guessing kind of all the islands. How many islands are there? Um, that's a good question. You know, you can, oh. it depends <laughs> depends on how you want to look at it. Um, okay. So population-wise, Oahu is the biggest, and that's what people think of with Honolulu and the capital and everything. So that's when you say Hawaii, that's what people typically think of. And then we're here on the Big Island, um, which has two cities. Um, the bigger city that we're near is Hilo, and it has about 40,000 people. So still relatively yeah, yeah. small. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, we have 67, 69 confirmed cases. Depends on if you believe the county or the state. Um, All right. They measure things differently somehow. Um but uh, our, our measures are, yeah, so uh, pretty much anything that happens on the island of Hawaii happens in the state of Hawaii first. So all the governor's measures and things weren't adopted here until later. Um, all right. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, essential businesses only and... Um, they just put into place that masks are now required in essential businesses. Um, I worked at a restaurant. I have been out of work since mid-March. Um, mm. So 
So it could be open as a takeout um, yeah. business. Um, the owners decided that they didn't want to risk it and yeah. have people coming into work um, if they, you know, didn't need to be. So I've been out of work since then, which was in some ways a bit of a relief because schools were also canceled around that time. And I was like freaking out about how I was going to continue working as well yeah. as having all these children in my home. And especially because I was suddenly homeschooling them all. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, uh, that's kind of where we stand now <laughs> is um, we're staying home. Beaches are technically closed. Um, okay. Beach parks are closed. You can still swim, snorkel, surf, but you can't sit on the beach. So All right. um, it's kind of a tricky thing because I've been yeah. wanting to go and have some beach time, but I also feel like the responsible thing to do is to just stay indoors unless you need to be doing something. Mm -hmm. So we've gone on some like coastal hikes and walks and things where we know there's nobody else. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty remote. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like if we go to the beach that most people go to to surf and stuff, we're going to see friends and it's going to be very difficult to be like, you stay over there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's tough, you know. We know we went actually um mid March for my birthday over to the Kona side, which is where all the like white sand beaches are. And we did a little beach day over there and um all the resorts had already been closed or you know, we're just quarantining people. So mm -hmm. the beaches were empty and it was lovely. <laughs> but it was it was right before the order went into place. So it kind of felt like we were still doing something wrong, even though we weren't. <laughs> yeah. How, um, how, well, actually, first, do you feel like, are most people kind of doing the same as you? Like, is there a lot of compliance, or do you feel like people are kind of just like, yeah, whatever? It's not a it's, big deal. It's definitely mixed. Um, yeah. Hawaii is a very blue state. We've got a lot of liberal people here, but we also have a lot of people who are um not blue <laughs> so we've got we've got a, a lot of people who um yeah repeat whatever the administration yeah. says <clears throat> and um and then we also have people who are you know old hawaiians and they're just don't really pay attention the thing yeah. is we don't get the news the same way the mainland does it comes here so much later it almost feels like it's not even worth listening to so okay. um i really stopped understanding and listening to u.s news when we moved here um oh, everything wow. that happens on the mainland comes to us way later it comes to hawaii later and then comes to our island later than that so it's it's a strange um existence because some you know a lot of times i'll talk to friends and family on the mainland and they'll say something i'm like i don't know it's just we're just not aware of it yeah um i don't i just don't understand i don't know it does it you don't feel as connected um and so we have you know we have neighbors who are have been living here for 70 plus years on the old plantation um yeah. where we live and um you know i noticed they have family over for easter and things and so it's like oh, that's kind of sad you i wish you weren't doing that but it's yeah i also understand that like for some people, like, the, they need that connection, and, um, and we're just doing our best. Uh, the yeah. community's been fantastic. Our little village is lovely, and there's 
um, our tiny little post office. There's a box of um, masks that were made by community members for community uh-huh. members and just for everybody to take. And yeah, so yeah, it's been good. Um, yeah, we certainly noticed some people who aren't complying, but for the most part, I think it feels like we're in this together and it's, yeah. it's a lovely community. I am. I think I can kind of relate to the island vibe, like where I grew up in Newfoundland. Um, I'm not sure the size difference. I'm thinking maybe Newfoundland's a bit bigger, uh, maybe. Um, but like definitely sort of a different separation. Although we were always a half hour ahead of the rest of the country, so in some ways we were ahead instead of like behind <laughs> in the news and everything. But yeah. there's definitely sort of a like you know, you're your own little world. And I mean, I've been home at times when stuff was going on in the world and you're just like, it's a totally different game. And, you know, there's like, my parents live on the lake in a cabin. And so like, I could stand there and be just totally freaked out by how many stars I could see and be like, wow, it's hard to believe that like, you know, now in some part of the world, this is happening or that's happening. And like, you don't have to tune into it. Although my dad pretty much watches the news like every night, despite my mom's, uh, better request not to maybe obsess over it all the time but it's mainly for the weather he'll he'll like fast forward (laughs) through the news and i'm like dad like you could just like this nap on your phone he's like no 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 gotta have you know gotta have the the forecasters right the preferred weather people um i think most of the people i've talked to the compliance thing is kind of a mixed bag and they're like yeah you know there's some people that aren't and some people that are so it's it sounds sounds about right um what about Actually, we've got two sort of side things. Um, so have they put in place like travel restrictions? I mean, since it's an island, it yeah. would maybe be easier. Yeah. So like yeah, no so in and out? Or? Actually, what they actually did was anybody coming in has a mandatory 14-day quarantine. Yeah. And so that essentially stopped. And then most of the flights were just canceled. Um, yeah. I think right now we have one flight a day into Kona on the other side of the island. And I think we had like 400 a day before. So that's wow. a, a big change. So, you know, people are still able to get back who live here and things. But um, the, and there are still some tourists. We actually saw a report of uh, three people being arrested yesterday for um, tourists who were not following the quarantine. So there are definitely people who are trying to get around it. And that was our biggest concern, I think, was um, especially on Hilo side here, a huge part of our tourists were coming off of cruise ships. And yeah. um, so that was definitely a concern in the beginning. And so the cruises stopped um, before uh, other air travel and things. Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't heard if there's still cruise ships floating around in the world right now. I know. Well, for a while, it was, like, the big news, right? There was all these ships just kind of stuck because they couldn't, like, disembark anywhere. But I Mm -hmm. haven't heard much coverage about it lately. So I'm guessing they all found safe harbor somewhere. Um, Yeah, I imagine. I mean, I know the one that was was getting a lot of attention that was hanging out off San Francisco had just come from here. Oh, okay. Um, Just stopped in Hilo. Yeah. (laughs) We were like, oh, God. Yeah. Let's see what happens with these people because you know they had all just probably a good portion of them had been walking around through the same target as us and in the yeah. restaurant where I cook and all these things so there was a little bit of um fear about that in the beginning yeah, yeah. for sure I know um the funny thing is I think well, I started doing these what was it like a week week and a half ago or something 
And just before that, I had read a piece saying that like cruise ship sales in 2021 were actually doing really good. Like, yeah, like they were doing better than like previously. And I was just like, what? Why? Huh? And I mean, the, shocking. there's some reasons why you'd want to. It's not like the cruise ship is not a thing for me anyway. But I was just like, I kind of felt like there'd at least be like a period where people mm -hmm. would be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but, you know, people are people. Wow, that's. They do uh, yeah, that's somewhat surprising to me, but also not because yeah, yeah, people who love cruises love cruises. And there's probably some good deals at this point, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, totally veering off into in a totally different thing now. Um, how how have you explained it to to the kids? Like, I mean, over the last while, you know, like the well, we're not going to school now or whatever, like. And I'm guessing various ages, right? So has there been kind of a difference yes. in how you've talked yeah. about it? or? Yeah, so my biological child's 11. And then our foster children that we had were 6, 8, and just turned 3. Um, so at first it was just, you know, we weren't really sure what to say or if we should say anything. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like, at first... Uh, Started, everything started to shut down during their spring break. So it was like, well, we're already on break. And then yeah. it was like, well, break's been extended by a week. And so that's just what we said. Break's been extended by a week. And then it was, okay, we're doing school at home. Um, which actually we did during their extra spring break. I, uh, I started it <laughs> then. I was like, <laughs> I kind of need to ease myself into this. Um, yeah. So we did some schoolwork at home then. Um, and then it was honestly the teachers have just been spectacular um they either sent home curriculum that had little stories about viruses and germs and how they oh, spread wow. and things and it was just in a in a really great way and also acknowledging like this is strange for you and you know it's hard to not be able to go to the playground and these things so um it's just been an it was an ongoing conversation um, but luckily the teachers and the schools helped a lot. Um, so it wasn't on us to be like, Oh, how do we say this? Um, yeah. Yeah. And for my, for my child, my oldest, she, um, also realized cause we were supposed to have family visiting during that spring break. And so once they canceled their trip, she was like, Oh, something's going on. So mm -hmm. she kind of, she kind of got it a little bit. Um, unfortunately before school let out too, there were some racist, um, things going around and the kids were starting to to pick up on some of the the negative China virus things yeah and so you know we had to set those straight uh, but yeah it it school helped a lot um, okay for the most part <laughs> so but this, so there's been like a shift to online learning and stuff or at least like kind of helping you okay because I know um, I think I don't know if most of the people I've talked to I think there has been sort of a pick well people with families like there's been a pretty big support side from the teachers in the schools but I know like depending on where you are you know some of the schools have just been like okay we're shut down like we can't switch to online learning we don't have the resources whatever so yeah it's it's good to know that there has been like at least it's not like a total break in education and everything because obviously it's a yeah. pretty important part of life <laughs> For sure. No, um, there's definitely been a mix here. And um, my partner is actually working on his credential to become a teacher. So oh, okay. he's both, he was student teaching and finishing university work 
um, when all of this, you know, happened. Yeah. So he's now student teaching in an online classroom and he has to put together curriculum both for virtual learning and for people who don't have access to computers and internet. He also, oh, okay. also has to provide stuff that can be printed out and picked up at the school. Yeah. Oh, wow. So in some ways it's kind of, it's created like double the work for a lot of teachers, at least here on this island, um, because a lot of families are um, in places that they don't have access to yeah. internet. Um, so that's that's been a big challenge for this island in particular. Yeah. Um, so how how has she been handling like not going to school and like not socializing sort of thing? Is it is it getting maybe a little more like bad now or is it still like, OK, I get it. Yeah, it's you know, it's interesting because, like I said, that first bit, we had three other children in the house yeah. with her. So, I mean, built in playmates and people to fight <laughs> with and yeah. everything. So, um yeah, and then since then, she's just been doing a lot more things with her friends in California. You know, oh. in our normal everyday lives, we weren't able to spend all that much time online with, you know, our friends that we just moved away from. Yeah. But with this, she's been playing Minecraft or Roblox or whatever her video games with her friends and does video chats with them while they're playing games and yeah. connecting and reconnecting um, with friends that she hasn't really talked to, some of them since we moved. So in some ways it's been beneficial um, yeah. and and that's been a lot of fun for her. Um, and then she's picking up hobbies that I forgot about. She's like outside doing archery. She was like, oh, can I get my bow and arrow? And I'm like, oh, I have not seen that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's definitely set that up for you. <laughs> yeah. Are, um, have any of you started baking bread yet? Or are you well, doing that baker. online? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes. Uh, yeah. I'm actually less than bread, uh, trying to do different things. Like um, today I was trying out a new eclair recipe and trying to do more pastries. Um, so using it as an opportunity to experiment more with that and uh, and be able to just throw things away that don't work um, without feeling like, oh, I needed to sell that. Yeah. Um, I actually, there's an event tomorrow where there's a vegan group who is uh, providing meals for those in need and so I'll be providing the dessert for that and making some some little cakes to go with that so they'll be distributing those tomorrow so is there's there's definitely lots of ways that we're you know exploring things and trying different recipes in the kitchen um, as well as trying to provide yummy vegan food to the community I've, yeah. I've done some as well for um, an animal sanctuary that is um, just up the road from us um, and provided some food for them and for volunteers there as well so that's always nice yeah yeah I just um I just realized that having to like self-isolate with a baker probably wouldn't be so bad <laughs> if like if yeah. you had a flower supply and everything I mean I know it's oh not yeah I mean my cheap. I was I was already stocked up on flour and yeast like <laughs> that was no concern Although I yeah. did have to go out for sugar yesterday. I was like, uh-oh. And I was like, oh, good. There's lots of vegan sugar. All the other stuff is cleared off the shelf. But <laughs> <laughs> the vegan sugar, I was good. <laughs> awesome. Um, so kind of going going beyond, like, the immediately, uh, going beyond the immediate family, um, I mean, like you mentioned, there's friends and stuff in California and everything. How, how, how do you feel like the measures have impacted your loved ones? Is this, like, is everyone relatively safe and okay or 
Yeah, it seems like everybody's physically okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Mental health may be another story. Um, But I I think that most people, um, most of our our family seems to be doing pretty well. We've been able to talk to people a good bit. Um, My sister and her family that were supposed to be coming in March, it's been very difficult um, because we usually see each other a couple times a year. And yeah. with the distance and the move and everything, it had already gotten pushed back a couple of times. So that was a big um, disappointment. And um, it's, that's been kind of hard. Uh, she's somebody that I, I, she's actually in Maine. So <laughs> oh, wow. it's yeah. really hard to connect time-wise. Um, and that's, that's been tough, but yeah, I think all of our, all of our families seem to be doing well. We haven't had anybody who's had, health concerns or okay. um, has been unable to, you know, follow the orders. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how, um, I mean, I guess you mentioned like archery and baking and stuff. Is there, are there any other little tactics that the family has to kind of keep, keep upbeat and, you know, Therapy. go about the day? Yeah. <laughs> Anything? Um, yeah. We're luckily, you know, doing remote therapy. Um, but uh, yeah, I, we're, we've been watching a lot of shows together um, as a family, just kind of bringing back movie nights and eating a ton of popcorn. Awesome. And yeah, um, you know, since it's been just a week um, since the foster children left, we've really needed to reconnect and have some downtime. Um, I'm also getting into some organization. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, I'll be posting later photos of my before and after of my baking drawer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tore apart and, you know, reorganized everything. So I've been doing a good bit of reorganizing and just yeah. like going through and cleaning things, which actually has to be done here um, pretty frequently. Um, our humidity in our house is usually around like 80%. Yeah. So all of our clothes, if you don't wear it every, you know, every couple of days, it gets moldy. So I just have to go through and wash all of our clothes. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the rainforest is constantly trying to take over. So we went through and did a huge thing, cutting back palm trees and things um, the other day. So there's plenty of stuff here to keep us busy. Yeah, this is um, not all enjoyable, but <laughs> I think yeah. maybe this is the kind of thing that doesn't make it to Instagram and stuff, right? Is like everyone sees the background and they're like, oh, oh, I wish I was there. And you're like, well, just so you know, because when I yeah. when I first started like living in Southeast Asia or even like I lived in Costa Rica for a bit and um, like geckos are still super cute to me. Like I still think, <laughs> you know, they're, they're great. But I've also had incidents of like dealing with what they leave behind. And what they just drop from the ceiling while you're like (laughs) watching a show or something. And I'm like, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not as cute as when I first got here. Like, you know, and then, yeah, yeah, there's the humidity. Like I did a house sit uh, in Northern Thailand and basically there were no animals to, to like work with, but my whole job was pretty much just make sure the mold doesn't take over the house. Like just, you know, keep things clean and like rotate bed sheets and all that stuff and bring the cushions out and beat them from the couch and and yeah I was surprised like I had some stuff like I took everything out of my bag and like put it on hangers and stuff but still like if anything had a bit of a fold in it like a few days later I'd be like oh man damn it <laughs> yeah so it's, yeah you can no, definitely keep it busy very very romantic here but yeah island life is it's tough you know <laughs> it's a lot of work any um 
any poisonous critters you gotta keep in mind while you're cleaning and everything? No, no that's okay. Luckily we don't yeah, we don't have any poisonous things to worry about, you know. I know like we don't have like giant spiders, you know, our our yeah, big okay. spiders are really pretty garden spiders. Um yeah, we don't have there are no snakes on the island. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So well, that's, that's good because that's that usually goes hand in hand as well. Like, I've had some snake scares while I was sitting in Thailand and stuff, and you know, and obviously there's Australia, which has plenty of things that you got to be aware of while you're like putting your hands in things oh, for to clean. Sure. So, right? Yeah. So, no, yeah. Here, I, mosquitoes kind of are a nuisance, and we have tons and tons of geckos, um, yeah. but I. I they don't bother me. I think they yeah. pay rent by eating bugs. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you, you guys are welcome. But my partner is always like, oh, there's one. And he'll, he'll catch it and take it outside. I'm like, no, he's coming right back in. Like, <laughs> this house is not sealed up in any way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is the definition of indoor-outdoor living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this know. is, yeah, that's, it's definitely like the interesting contrast. Because, like, I've just gotten used to seeing them around and then, like if I go home and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. It's not, you know, like it's not normal to have lizards <laughs> hanging around your house. Um, yeah. I've only seen a couple here in this place. Like this is an apartment um, in Saigon. And usually I think they only kind of come out at night. So like if I get up to use the bathroom later on and I flip the light on, one of them will be like, and, <laughs> but like that's about it. Um, yeah. But like, I've, I mean, I'll definitely see like a couple cockroaches and everything. And that's like, that too I'm just like yeah mm. yeah like, yeah our yeah our bathroom off of our bedroom is very rustic um, yeah like a lot of the windows don't actually have windows they're just screens and they're not you know they're not great yeah. anyway so yeah um I definitely most of the time you know I don't like to use that bathroom at night because I always scare up a cockroach or two um <laughs> but yeah other than that yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not too you know, bad this is what happens when you live with nature, right? It's I think it's, exactly, yeah. It's a totally okay price to pay to be able to hear birds chirping in the background and stuff. It's it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So to kind of kind of wrap things up a little bit, um, what uh, what do you think you're gonna take away from this? Like, what have you besides oh, maybe yeah. homeschooling? Maybe you've taught more people than you've learned lessons yourself. But. <laughs> Has there been well, maybe you know, something you're going to change in your lifestyle or anything? It's it's funny because we actually were homeschooling in California. Oh, so okay. it, this was, you know, my first, our first opportunity to be back in school. Um, and so that was my opportunity to go back to work really and, and do what I love as well. Yeah. And um, so I, I started a business and that was going great and I'm very excited and then I actually got a job cooking at a restaurant and I was like oh that's more you know that's more steady and and reliable work and now I'm kind of shifting my mindset and thinking maybe I need to reboot my business a little bit and and start you know if, if I had been doing something that was direct to consumer instead of wholesaling through the restaurant I, I might be getting money right now mm -hmm. I actually instead just got a letter that my unemployment has been denied um, so <laughs> yeah, I think um, mm -hmm. a big part for me personally is trying to figure out how we can be a little more financially, um, stable with, uh, with the work that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely like, 
I've found it kind of interesting to see like a shift for a lot of like small businesses to try and go online and um, all of that stuff. And I think like as much as, well, who is it? I was like the conversation I just had like this morning, um, a friend of mine was saying how, you know, like obviously there's totally understanding that like this is a weird situation. And if you want to like spend the day in bed being sad with all the news and everything, it's totally understandable. But there's definitely also an opportunity to maybe shake some things up. Like, obviously, a lot of current models or past models are being shown to be maybe not the greatest, uh, especially in terms of helping the general public. So maybe taking time to be like, all right, how can I figure something out for myself? I mean, if you're going to go on a bit of a personal adventure after the end of a <laughs> pandemic, isn't such a bad time to do it because yeah. everyone's starting from scratch in a lot of ways. So. Sure. Yeah, it's, yeah, it could be interesting. I, I've got a few friends who who did like sort of the farmer's market baking thing and then moved to like, you know, commercial kitchen and like whatever. Um, and it, it can be it can be an interesting road to to go on. But I think, yeah, maybe not having to depend on other businesses would definitely probably be good in this sort of thing. Hopefully we won't have a lot more of these, though. Hopefully, hopefully pandemics are not like the future from here on <laughs> yeah and but I can imagine I think that my family you know as much as we you know love going out to a restaurant and stuff I think that uh, there there is going to be a, a shift even after yeah. this where people are like do I really want to go sit and eat at a restaurant with a bunch of other people like I think there is going to be a lot more takeout or a lot more meal plans where you know people purchase their you know their things that they can have at home um because yeah. that's the thing here we don't have we don't have mail um service and we don't so we can't get like the purple carrot um that we got in california you know with all these meal kits so you can quickly make a meal at yep. home yourself so um perhaps that is some sort of way that i can you know provide something similar to that to the community here yeah um, and and support local farmers and things that way as well so i don't know i'm i'm trying to think ways of doing it. like i said i just got the letter saying that my yeah, yeah. has been denied so I'm I'm a little bit in shock over that. I was hoping that money from that would help me launch whatever comes next for me. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm a little bit out of a lot at a loss right now. Um, well, hopefully, I don't know. I mean, hopefully you can kind of turn it around and see see what comes out of it. I mean, lo I think lots of people have made some pretty interesting stuff while not necessarily having the support. Um, you know, it, I think maybe it's obviously easier when you get it, but being able to kind of be like, all right, fine. Like, as long as if you've got that, like, sort of little drive inside of you being like, this is a good idea and I'm going to do it. Um, I think that's the big important step because there's probably going to be lots of times when someone's like, no, 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 don't do this. It's a bad idea. I mean, I've, the magazine, I've had many of those moments and I've sometimes been the voice in my head being like, no, 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 this is a bad idea. <laughs> And yeah. then a little while later, it's like, no, you know what would be a good idea? Another issue. And then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that would be. And then I get in the middle of it. I'm like, this was a bad idea. Why? Why did you start this again? And, no, I uh, agree with the voice saying it's a good idea. You should keep going. Yeah, yeah. I'm with that voice. <laughs> but like I said, my husband's in school to get his teaching credential. And right now there's a hiring freeze. And they were talking about doing a 20% um furlough for or 20 percent um reduction of salary for teachers here in hawaii to make up yeah yeah um 
<laughs> so yeah so he's you know we don't know what his job prospects look like um yeah once this goes back um it, when if schools go back to normal um yeah so it's we're all kind of trying to readjust and figure out how do we survive through this and then you know continue to make sure that whatever we do do next is something that can you know help us if something like this comes up again because it doesn't this isn't going to be the last time right no no it's (laughs) probably not yeah yeah um i mean i guess at least maybe that'll that's that's still one silver lining from this is that at least now we're going to kind of be a little more ready I mean, maybe not on the government level, who knows about all of that, but at least on the personal level, we're going to be like, all right, cool. So we did this before. Now, you know, stuck up on the flour and the toilet paper (laughs) and a few other things. Yeah. And let's figure this out. Um, No, I mean, that's true because, I mean, if you live somewhere, you know, that has hurricanes, you hurricane prep and you have those things already all the time and you're kind of ready for it. So it does make sense that if this is something that can come up again and likely will, because we're, you know, people travel, travel globally yeah. all the time now, um, the spread is just so much easier yeah. that it makes sense to, to prep in some ways. I feel like, like some of the news I've heard about why like Vietnam has been doing so well is partially because of like past experiences with SARS and like H1N1. And I mean, obviously, like the Vietnam War was not that long ago. I mean, it seems right. kind of distant maybe to us, but like there are people still alive that, you know, are very aware of that as well as like sort of the long term effects of it. So when this came, I think a lot of people here were like, yeah, we, we got this. Like we're used to, you know, having to restrict like spending and whatever. Um, and yeah, so it's it's been interesting because. Like, for me, I don't have, like, a past thing to compare this to. I mean, when SARS was a thing, like, Toronto was maybe dealing with it. But the rest of Canada, it wasn't, like, it wasn't this, you know. Like, everything wasn't shutting down and everything. We were just kind of like, oh, there's this SARS thing going around the world. And Toronto's not doing so great. But, I mean, you know, on the island of Newfoundland, we were like, we're we're an (laughs) island, whatever. Those things yeah. don't come here. Like, we deal with snowstorms and all that sort of stuff. I mean, like, yeah, my family actually, like, in January, they were basically the island or the capital, at least, was shut down for, like, a week or two because of a snowstorm. Like, my sister was stuck inside, mm. couldn't even shovel out her vehicle, had to wait for the army to come in and shovel people out. And so now, you know, just a few months later, she's back, like, stuck inside. And I think it's definitely wearing on her a bit more, but... In other ways, I think people were kind of like, okay, cool, this again, <laughs> let's do it, let's stay inside and whatever. Um, yeah, it builds up a very strange sort of resilience in some people, for sure. I mean, it's kind of like when I talked, like when I lived uh, on the West Coast in British Columbia, and I mean, probably in California too, like I experienced my first earthquake. I hope it's my only one. And but my brain growing up in the East Coast, I thought like a tree had fallen on the house. And I was just like, oh, well, the hell, that was a really big tree. And, <laughs> and like it kind of lasted for a few seconds. And I was like, oh, no, wait, I'm in British Columbia. That could have. And I jump on Twitter and check. And I'm like, oh, so that's what an earthquake is. OK. But I mean, for other people, it's like, well, yeah, it was a small one. 
<laughs> whatever. I'm like, no, the the earth moved. That's not cool. <laughs> it shouldn't be normal. More earthquakes since we moved here. Um, we have a lot of earthquakes here, and really? and then we had the huge volcanic eruption last year down in Kilauea, which is pretty yeah. far from us. Um, we're we're on a different volcano, um, but <laughs> sure, we're on a different volcano. <laughs> You know, you know, because it's the island's made up of a bunch of different volcanoes, so we're on a different one. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we definitely have experienced a good bit of uh, earthquakes here, and then you know hurricanes, and we get some pretty heavy rains, and yeah, all these things that are it, it's a lot. That's a lot worse. <laughs> in California. Yeah. Although there, where we lived, actually had the wildfires right before we moved, so. <laughs> It's every, everywhere you go, right? We just all yeah. need to be prepared for people. People adapt yeah. to strange things. I mean, for me right now, like although, like in terms of drama, it doesn't sound as bad. But like air pollution here is the big thing, and they started lifting restrictions as of Wednesday. And like now today, I have the air conditioning on because I would be melting right now because the fan's super loud, so I turn it off. But like, I'm already like kind of stuffed up and like oh, everything because the air is terrible today and like a week ago it was good because there's like yeah. barely any traffic a lot of the factories were shut down but now today like significant jump like we're I think we were at least in like the top 10 worst cities in the world right now and I'm just like oh man like everything <laughs> like I could tell like when China was starting to get up and running again like you could look at like the top cities and there's like six out of ten we're all in China because all the factories are back up and going. Right. And that like that even it's to the point where like it even affects like the general quality of air in Southeast Asia because there's just so many of them. Sure. So for me, yeah, it's the air pollution. It's not like as dramatic as an earthquake and stuff, but it's still like it's a thing. So like the masks, like it's just been a common thing for me, like for years now. Right. Whenever I go out in Saigon, I put a mask on and so I talked to my family and they're just like, what, huh? Why would we wear that? And I'm like, well, because it's a good idea. But like, they don't even know where to get them. And, right. you know, where it's here, no, I'm I, like, felt, I felt a little bad at first because I felt like people were giving us nasty looks because we were all wearing N95 masks because that's what we had to do for the smoke when we were in California. Yeah, yeah. And so we had like you know, leftovers from that. And I feel like everybody was looking at us like, those are supposed to be for, you know, medical workers and stuff. So it was like, yeah. this is what we already had. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the same. It's the same for my partner and I. Like, we have, like, the N95 ones because, like, the medical-grade ones are useless for the air pollution. Like, well, right. I mean, they're probably somewhat useful, but it's still, like, you're going to end up with a sore throat and the stuffy nose. And But, I mean, those are, like, breathing through a straw, which is not fun. So... I mean, I, I at some point hope to be going home to have a visit, but the idea of like wearing one of those for like 40 hours on planes and stuff, I'm just like, oh, it's not going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, we adapt, right? It's, it's just, it's what it is. I mean, it might be good to have like lowered capacity on the planes because maybe I'll get the fabled three seats all to myself. <laughs> I can, yeah. Well, going over the that Pacific. Could happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, okay, so finally, in, in the global sense, um, what, do you, what do you hope maybe the world learns from this whole experience? Oh, 
Well, I hope that in the global sense, whoever has access to clean water and soap washes their hands a lot more. Um, I kind of felt like that. I mean, that's something I always feel like as a cook. Like, I feel like yeah. I'm constantly washing my hands and it's, I, it's strange that people don't do that more. Um, so I definitely hope that's something that, that hangs on. Um, I, globally, I don't. I don't know as much U.S. Um, I was really hopeful that this would help the U.S. realize that our some of our systems are really broken, that you know, parents shouldn't be tied to work. Um, yeah. You know, that, that everybody should be earning a living wage, If you, especially if you look at, you know, the people who are essential workers who are still having to do things like grocery stores and um, janitorial things like they should be paid much more and I I wish people had realized that before Um, but I think that some people are starting to catch on to that and realize how important that is Um, teachers definitely I think teachers should be paid more oh yeah Um, yeah not less (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, everybody tell Hawaii not less more (laughs) oh man yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, yeah I, I definitely think that those things are our takeaways that are really important that yeah. that all people you know deserve health care and that people should be making a living wage yeah i think i mean i will say at least as someone from the outside like i feel like those two things have been pretty big uh points in like the what is it even called now the democratic whatever race or thing yeah. the whole system kind of confuses me because it's really long um it is Yes, it feels like it's going on for like 10 years already. Yeah, I mean, like we, I'm pretty sure we went through like a whole election campaign and an election and yours still (laughs) is over. I had to like rush to get my ballot here in Vietnam because Trudeau announced an election. I was just like, "Uh, am I going to get my ballot before it even happens? um, But so I feel like like that conversation was, I mean, I guess normally in the Democratic race, like it's kind of in the background, but I feel like it was very much some big parts of this whole like thing and then I feel like this kind of came up and was like yeah you know what like here you go if these were basics yeah, yeah wouldn't those be... were still very like fringe ideas and some yeah. people are still just now starting to be like wait a second that makes sense like this this might actually financially cost us more um it's like yeah. that's what we've been saying yeah it's like we're not just you know weirdos like lazy people looking for a handout like there are reasons for social safety nets and everything and the general idea that someone deserves to be healthy in a country that you know can definitely afford it compared to some other things that money's spent on oh don't get me started yeah no no we won't go down that road um but yeah on that note i do want to uh I think I think you've got a bit of a timer on your conversation. Anyways, it's getting progressively darker. But is, is there a, yeah, is that a fire? Is that a fire? I do, yes, I I do have um, some little torches going to try and help me. Oh, that is <laughs> like that is the Hawaiian stereotype right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah, I really got... feel like all right. You're in Hawaii. <laughs> you yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for kind of letting us see, you know, this part of the world and learn a bit more about what your experience has been like. Um, And I'm super glad that we were able to connect again. And I'm not in disaster mode right now, so I will try and lock this one in. Um, 
but I'm sure we'll be talking again in some form or another. And it was uh, it was great to chat with you this way. So um, yeah, no, absolutely, my pleasure. And it's it's been fantastic. And I really we should we should do this more, even if it's not recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is part of the reason why I wanted to do these was just because you know, like you said, like communication has become maybe a bit more important, and I feel like. People have less excuses now. It's like, well, actually, I don't have like to run here and do this and do that. And it's like, so yeah, right. we can talk. And yeah, no, if, if yeah. you want, you can totally. I'm I'm game to check in. That's that's not a problem at all. So we'll we'll be in touch and we'll figure something out. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.